Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Maybe he has done this, but then he's also a loving father. He's also a caring man, all that. Hitler also good man, honestly. He was a great pinter. <laughs> Should Naga Entran be given clemency? This is your daily catch-up. Hey guys, if you're not already subscribed, do remember to hit that sub button and also that notification button since it's right next to it. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, that's Thank true. you. And then the like button is right above it. <laughs> And then you can comment below. Uh, comment will be hard lah. Just type algo. Challenge everything Dan is saying. <laughs> so this episode is kind of a follow-up from a previous one that we did on the death penalty. Um, and the reason why we wanted to do that is because when we kind of addressed that um, the, the topic, there was actually an ongoing case that we didn't talk about. And yeah. it's one of... They haven't happened yet when we were filming. Or haven't hit the news yet. Yeah, because he's been in, yeah. on death row for a while. So it was uh, of an ongoing case of a 33-year-old man named Naga Entran Damalingam. And the reason why it's a little bit complicated is because uh, his defense is saying that he has low IQ and that it is constitutionally or inhumane to um, put someone who is intellectually disabled, and I think that's up for debate, but it is inhumane to basically put someone that's intellectually disabled on death row. The latest news that we have so far at the time of filming this is that there was a stay of the execution because he is COVID positive, yeah. um, but that, that stay is indefinite. So, so we are revisiting this episode because we have Dr. Geraldine here with us. She's a psychologist, and I think we have a lot of uh, questions in that regard. No, I think mainly because the the reason why his um his death penalty is being contested is because of the mental issues, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what we're I mean. It's contested about. by the public, lah, right? Why people are saying it's immoral is because they are saying that he had no idea that he was committing a crime, and therefore, why should he be killed for a crime that he wasn't actively committing, in a sense? Right. But that's an assumption, lah, right? That so, is his appeal, is it? Yeah. Yeah. So just to go through some of the timeline of events, it's it's quite long. It happened in 2009. So when Naga Entran was 21 years old, right, he was arrested with a bundle of heroin uh, strapped to his left thigh. And so he confessed to committing the crime, but he stated in his statement that he was under duress by a mastermind uh, who assaulted him and threatened to kill his girlfriend. And he also claimed that he did so to get money to pay off his debts. And after he later denied any knowledge of the bundle's content. So he didn't know it was drugs. La. Yeah. So this was in 2009. The next year after that, he was sentenced to death. And the sentence was that uh, it was because he was convicted of trafficking 42.72 grams of heroin. And the limit is 15 grams. So it was almost what, three times, three times that, that amount. La. So in 2011, um, the appeal and uh, of the conviction and the sentence was dismissed. So the appeal itself was dismissed. But the execution was put on hold because Singapore was like kind of revising its laws with regards to the death penalty. And so by 2013, the laws was changed to say that the judge has discretion to impose life terms and caning for drug careers instead of death if specific conditions were met. 
Right. Yeah. Uh, in 2015, after the laws were revised, Naga and Trent uh, applied to be resentenced under the new regime and um, also on the grounds of low IQ, mental impairment and his defense of duress. And he also tried to challenge because before this, the prosecutor didn't certify him as a career. And so now that the new, there's new laws applied to careers, he wanted to be like recertified. Mm. Um, in 2017, after considering the facts and also expert evidence from four psychiatric and psychological experts, the High Court held that Naga and knew what he was doing. One of the um, examples was because he concealed the drugs under his jeans. So he knew that he was breaking the law by doing it. If not, you would have just like carried it in your hands, like, essentially. So of that four psychiatric and psychological experts, right, one of them was called by the by the defense and they also said that Nagayantran was not intellectually disabled. Right. Yeah. Right. Who said that? Sorry. One of the four experts, but this was the one called by the. Yeah, because some people will say, oh, all, right. all of the people are from your side, ma, so yeah. mm. they might feel like it's biased. I think in general, the experts, including one that was called by the defense, oh, uh, okay. all said that he was not intellectually impaired la, uh, or disabled. So then, two years after that, in 2019, uh, the High Court's decision was uh, affirmed by the Court of Appeal, which said that Naga and Trent clearly understood the nature of his acts. Um, again, like I mentioned, so it was because he concealed the bundle, which uh, showed that he knew what he was doing was unlawful. And then by taking the deal in order to pay off his debt and also hoping to receive like a further sum of money upon successful delivery, right? It showed the working of a criminal mind. This is a quote, by the way. Weighing the risks and countervailing benefits associated with the criminal conduct in question. So it basically showed that he knew what he was getting into. Have, right. have you ever been asked by like the Singapore justice system to evaluate. Yeah. Oh, so uh, stressful. Huh? But I don't have to stand in the, the courts or anything like that. So I don't need right. to be an expert witness or anything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the psychological reports, that one we do. So to be qualified as intellectual impairment, he needs to have an IQ of uh, lower than 60. Right. Uh, but yeah. if, let's he's 69 though. So he's above. There are different levels. Oh. Yeah. There are but different if, levels. if let's say like right now if I'm in trouble already, right? Mm. Like with the law and then mm. I cannot fake an IQ test one. You can. There's malingering la. But we will report the IQ as is because it is data, but there are behavioral signs and symptoms. La. Right. Okay. Right. Mm. So as in the test is not just a IQ test la. Like there are different assessments. Qualitative Yeah, what is the process like to evaluate this? Uh, there would probably be the IQ test. There will probably be the personality test. If they suspect that there is depression, there'll be the depression skills. So there'll be a battery of tests right. that they need to subject him to. So poor thing, he was subjected to four times over. Right. right. The IQ test is like a, a written paper. No, oh so what? it's administered. Oh, okay. Yeah, so the person is in front of us and ah. we administer the tests to them. Okay. It's, but isn't yeah. it like a lot of number patterns and all that stuff? Or is that just internet rubbish? Just internet, Yes, okay. so that one, if you do, most of us come out as geniuses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god. So, so you're saying it's not real? Our actual <laughs> IQ number will have been way low. Oh no. So what's an example IQ question, like assessment question? I uh, well I'm bounded by copyright laws. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then sorry, then the next question relating to this is what does low IQ mean? 
low okay low IQ is a lay person's term so they they were talking about uh, intellectual impairment <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't mean to put you down Whatever. please do not put me down <laughs> later on <laughs> so, no. do you see it no no say say tell me tell the lay person what it is <laughs> no but it's it's comprehensible to every one of us whether it's low or average or high right okay. um but when they say impairment there must be some dysfunction somewhere okay mm. and if for iq there would be different areas so there's the working memory there's the verbal comprehension there's the perceptual reasoning there's the visual spatial and there's the processing speed so, right. so we don't know which areas is, is it could be all of the five areas are depressed or it could be that one area is significantly lower than the rest right, right, right. But, okay. so like the reasoning behind it like the defense is saying that he has low iq he doesn't know what he's doing is that a sound defense given your understanding of like someone with low IQ so IQ is only one component yeah but I I was I, I heard like he he had an age pack to him or something like yeah, that yeah they right? said yeah. that his mental capabilities was kind of equivalent to an 18 year old so they probably have done other tests so it's a battery so he was probably done other tests that had an age equivalent and we could see so at 18 years old you would need a certain ability hmm. right so it even though his IQ may be low, it is correct for that particular age right, right, of right. an 18-year-old. So the ability to comprehend maybe of that 18-year-old. Mm. Okay. Mm. It, it, but it, so it, what you're meaning to say is that if an 18-year-old was subject to the same situation as him, right, mm. they could very well understand what they were doing is unlawful. It, yes. Right. I mean, yes. it's the it is also, po- possible. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it is noted here that the... That, that mental aids um, uh, assertion, right, wasn't actually by a clinical expert. It was actually of the opinion of his lawyer. Yeah. So yeah, which oh. was damn weird also. Yeah. Okay. I was doing okay. research on this, right, and nowhere could I find any, like, official, like, news report or whatever that was stating his actual IQ or, like, where he went to get tested, all these details. Mm. So if you have, like, really, like, put down below, because I really cannot find. So yeah. that's the most sus part. It, no, it's not SARS, no. It be, because when we do it, um, typically it's not broadcasted in uh, the newspapers or anywhere else okay. to preserve the integrity of the, the client. So then how do I really know whether... Then the lawyer can anyhow quote any age and no one will be able to say anything. The uh, reports go to the lawyers and also go to the judge. All right. So okay. yeah, it goes directly. Which is yeah. probably why the, the appeal didn't go yeah. through. Yeah, but in this mm. case, in the court of public opinion, opinion where every news outlet that you see covering mm. this right is saying oh he has IQ of 69 when it's not substantiated mm. but not everybody knows how to read the numbers so oh, they, a number 69 doesn't mean anything to anyone <laughs> no. it does to some people <laughs> why are you pointing fingers I know the thing. he loved they try to push first. he loved they try to redirect instantly <laughs> Horrible, horrible. It can be any number. It can be 40, it can be 70, it can be 150. And but it doesn't it mean oh, oh, anything. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean it doesn't mean anything? <laughs> it doesn't mean anything to the people who don't understand what the numbers mean. Oh. Okay. It needs to be interpreted. Yeah. Then the other issue that they were bringing up is ADHD, right? So mm. I'm just wondering like, what exactly is ADHD for people who don't know? Um, and how does that factor into this situation? Mm, ADHD is attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. I always lose that that middle H part because you always think that it's attention deficit disorder. There is that ADD different mm. one. 
Mm. I'm not what? different. Subset. Add? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes, yes. How about subtract? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. He subtracted the hitch. No, yeah. So yeah. Uh, sorry for the layman, right? What what is this mean? <laughs> she brought her own jokes. <laughs> no, yeah. What what's the layman explanation for what ADHD is? ADHD is a clinical learning disorder. Okay. There are actually three types. So the restless impulsive type, and then there's the inattentive, which is the ADD, attention deficit disorder. They are usually the very callous, spacey, you know, always forget this, forget that sort of personality. Okay. But that can sound like a very generic child though, like just a <laughs> excited child. Yeah, more stuff than that lah. Right. She's giving me the lay person explanation. Uh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The yeah. combined presentation. So the restless impulsive plus the right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So then my mm. question is like, how does that play into this? Because like, if I have ADHD, then that means I can be unaware that I'm committing a crime, eh? They might. I'm. I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah. They may be yeah. going out on a limb to say that he is impulsive and did not consider the consequences, which might be, you know, possible, you know, risk-taking behavior. I don't consider the, the consequences. I would just, you know, uh, go in for the thrill. I'm not sure whether this was one of the um, areas that right. he, yeah. So mm. I wanted to ask, because like here we have a case of a legal defense using mental health as a, a defense essentially for committing a crime. And we've mm. seen a lot of cases where people are committing crimes and then they're being referred to IMH to see whether they should be put in jail or not, or if there should be other form of treatment, right? Like, just to play a devil's advocate here, like... As a practitioner, do you feel it like it's excuse, being abused? Is yeah, it? yeah, like, is, 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 is it being I, abused? Yeah. Okay, I won't deny that there are... Uh, th when something comes up, people will want to use it to their advantage, as with many, yeah. uh, you know, human behaviour, mm -hmm. right? But we also have research that uh, many of the past inmates, that means those that are incarcerated, have undiagnosed learning issues. Right. And therefore, it has caused them um, all these problems. They are impulsive, they're restless, you know, they do things and it they don't think about the consequences. So there has been research that many of them have ADHD. So we cannot stop people from borrowing this research and using it to their advantage. Right, right, right. But so then how much <coughs> of an excuse or how, how much sympathy should we be giving to perpetrators, right, who are struggling with mental health issues? Yeah, so no, actually I read, I read up about this a little bit, right, and apparently it's not as easy as it sounds. It's not like I just say I, I got some mental problem then I will straight away be re-evaluated and taken to a different facility and re-sentenced. Right. So it's actually very difficult to prove. I don't know the exact number, but, but the number is a lot smaller than we think for the people that are actually going through this route to re-evaluate their mental state. This is where I struggle with, right? I think it's a bit like what Denise is mentioning, which is that I want there to be more normalcy with regards to mental health awareness. And I want us to be sympathetic to those who are suffering from mental health uh, problems, right? But then... <laughs> At the end of the day, these guys committed crimes also. So like, just because they, they have ADHD and they weren't aware of the consequences, right? Like, mm. where do we draw the line between rehabilitating a criminal or using consequences to punish them? What we try to work towards is to try and match the uh, consequence to the behaviour also and okay. whether it makes sense to them. If they are having a disorder and you tell them, oh, I'm, I'm going to flog you, 
it's not going to work for them. Right. But mm-hmm. if you cause them pain in other areas, like oh, okay, you did this, but you know we are going to put you through community service, and you have to do this regularly and train yourself. That will definitely cause them more pain because there are so many of the youths that have gone through the system in the past. Beat law, never mind lah. I can mm. tahan, no. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I, I was afraid before, and this is what one you've actually said. Last time I was scared, ah, but now uh, I know, ah, I know my way around. Anyway, I got bro inside, and mm. I got like, whoa, yeah, I, I've got someone to look after me. Right. Uh, beat lah. Then after that, after a while, beat as in what? Kin lah. Kin. Right. Yeah, kin lah. Um, after that, he already then okay lah. Nothing what. Right, right, right. Yeah. Is that is that a problem? That is a problem because they have not learned that they should not commit the same crime. <laughs> no, 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 like that is like I mean, as as a as a mental health issue. Is that a mental health issue? because uh, so I mean, I see some level of resilience in there, some level <laughs> of adaptability in there. You know what I mean? They have not learned that whatever that they do is wrong, and mm. probably um, this particular one that I have in mind um, was needing of love, was needing of affection, right. um, and the secret society gave him that. You right. know, for uh, better probably, or for worse, uh. mm, right? You know, yeah. I think my personal opinion is that. So I mean, <laughs> after we did the first episode on the death penalty, I had a friend from school who like sent me a really like kind message, but he also said that he kind of disagreed with what we we talked about lah. Because he feels like we didn't explore quite a lot of the different elements that are involved when when people are sentenced, the death penalty. So he's saying that I think there's a lot of socioeconomic factors that are involved, and if you look at a lot of the cases, they all tend to be minorities or foreigners. He's basically saying I think we need to pause and consider whether there's something larger out there lah. On another extreme, um, whether you like him or not, critical spectator also talked about this incident, and he said those people who are saying that. You know, this is a larger issue at play, and it's about poverty, and we should solve that. Is doing a great injustice to people who are poor and manage to get out of poverty without like falling to crime. Interesting. And then, and I think they are both right. It's confirmed by exactly by a, a recent video I watched on Marshall News actually. Hey, uh, they are go to. They are go to. They went. They went for a Lee Kuan Yew video. Yeah, I I, I think that video. Lee Kuan Yew was basically mentioning, right? Like Amnesty International said, like Singapore has the largest amount of death sentences per capita, and he said that per capita of what? Yeah. Per capita of this specific person of a specific country coming into Dutch Singapore. Dutch men and Chinese women and Nigerian. You scared to say that yeah, you just I said. Keep doing. I mean, Lee Kuan Yew said it. We're just quoting him. Right. <laughs> That's true. And so I think it's very nuanced because I, I'm hearing both sides of this, and I really sympathize for both side of the argument which is why I'm, I'm really struggling with this case I, I think it's like the personal value system comes in with individualism which is not wrong yeah right or collectivism and I think because Singapore is very much a collectivist society we demonize individualism it's not a wrong thing it's, it's just another way to think about mm. things you know it's not being selfish and thinking about yourself in another way to look at it is looking at every member of society as opposed to society as one yeah, so it really depends where we are going this line. And then I think in Singapore, because we are so much collectivist-ish, yeah. Yeah, it's, we have to look at the families. Because I remember speaking to, to one of the ministers about what drugs do to families. I was very privileged to be able to meet some of them and ask them like stupid random questions, right? There's like very FAQ on the website one, right? Where like, for example, if someone were to try and make 10K of smuggling drugs, yeah. why do they have to die when we know for a fact these fellas are not producing drugs? And then he painted a story and he kind of showed me, um, he, he sent me some links after that. 
which which kind of helped me really better understand why, uh, how do drugs affect this family and affect families for like generations lah. So was, basically, right, you, you look at 15 grams of, of something, then you can die, right? Uh, and 15 grams feels like, I mean, if, if we bake, right, then you all know that 15 grams is like a few powder, right? But then um, 15 grams is enough to feed like 100 addicts across a week or something like that, or like a month, something like that one. I think we mentioned previous in the previous episode, it depends on how the 15 grams is calculated. So yeah. if I'm not wrong, majority of the time it is like... 15 grams of this specific ingredient. No, but that's for wheat. No, I think it's the across stem. the board. Like, even heroin is not the whole thing is heroin. I think. La. I mean, I don't know drugs. Mm. <laughs> like, do you include the you packaging? You be an expert on this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then the whole idea is that this guy is going to die for this. Like, what you're both talking about, right? If you all are trying to focus on the bigger picture issue here, then why are you going to kill this one man who's just a pawn? Or the other way around, when you look at just him as an individual, the whole argument that people are trying to bring in is like, who is he as a person and one of this kind of thing and there are so many other facets to him. He's a human being. All the pictures that are used but of him in the petition are him with his daughter, all this kind, right? Mm, mm, mm. My thing Ooh. is that if the psychologists have deemed him that he was aware of the consequences... Which right? he wasn't on the panel, by yes, the way. Just the 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 <laughs> but if he was aware of the consequences, and even though I may not necessarily agree to have the death penalty in regards to drug offences, right? Yeah. Like, you you had it coming la. like if you knew that it was it was illegal you you put it you concealed it like I feel like you, you, you knew what was coming you know? to be a skeptic also right he, I feel like his his story his backstory of being under duress like the girlfriend being threatened all this is not substantiated if someone has actual proof right or like knows someone who actually but you can prove that what right? happened yeah, so then it's like sexual. I can just though. make up any story and then I, I'm gonna get away with trafficking drugs but, but sexual assault also like that though. But there are um, sexual. You can just can tell your. Though, like I mean, you can tell your account of the story, which is very hard to. But then, if, the if, okay, to if we are going that far to argue this, right? Then who's to say that a corrupt policeman did not pin this on him? In two thousand nine. Of all these years, he wouldn't only be giving statements to one policeman. Like he would be giving statements to different policemen. Like why didn't he say this to the uh, another oh, right, 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 policeman right. about this? And why didn't his lawyers bring it up as a defense also? True. 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 Yeah, because his girlfriend, his whole family will die. Yeah. But he already gonna caught already. No, but you're saying what if the yeah, policeman but I'm is going, I'm this? not going to ever say that because I know that if I ever do and this gets out, the policeman, the corrupt policeman that sabotaged me will kill my family. Oh, wait, so you're saying the policeman is the mastermind? Ah? Potentially, like, somebody like, or just wow, another player involved. Like. Wait, then why does he need to smuggle drugs from Singapore into Singapore? Wait, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think too far. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so confused. Okay, Singapore to Singapore. Like if the corrupt person is if I'm a the Singaporean. Then I need somebody a meal to bring bring my drugs in so I can go and distribute. Ah. Oh. <laughs> I don't know so much about drug smuggling. <laughs> no, that's basic, like <laughs> basic, any basic. other business you can uh, yeah. I, I think alluding to what you're talking about, right? Like you're saying there's so many different facets to this one person, right? Does like what? What is the measure of a life, though? <laughs> Let's not go there. No, I think what was interesting to me when John Paul talked, uh, and I had this conversation off camera, right, about how people are saying, "Hey, he, he maybe he has done this, but then he's also a loving father, he's also a caring man, all that." Hitler also good man, not honestly. As he was in, a great painter. <laughs> yeah, no, as in, but there was this like uh question that people post online, like who would you pick as a leader, right? And then they listed their character traits, mm-hmm. and then the person with the best character traits, right, was Hitler. 
Right, so then, not knowing who the identity Not was. knowing the identity. So then this argument like cannot be brought across like that. Right? Playing, Sorry, I take it back that I said Hitler's a good person, okay? <laughs> playing, playing devil's advocate again and again reading from critical spectator, right? What he said was that what was very interesting is that a majority of people who are petitioning, right, to, you know, either stop the death penalty or particularly for this case are usually the very left-wing crowd which I am a part of. But they are also <laughs> the same crowd. So they're trying to preserve life, right? Mm. But they're also the same crowd that's for abortion. Interesting. And so they're not necessarily about preserving life. No, they're for preserving the... They're for preserving the already alive. I'm not enough on the Preserving the already alive life. Okay, what caught me on this incident, right? I mean, beyond beyond the mental deficit, right? Was that he was sentenced so many years ago Mm. And he's right. just sitting there waiting for someone else to tell him, okay, that won't Because, correct me if I'm wrong, you you don't know when they'll, for example, hang you that far out in advance, right? Mm. They'll just tell you a few days before, right? So they don't torture you. This whole case yeah. was brought up because his family was notified of his execution date. And also, right. Right, sorry, just just to just to add right your, to your point before you continue, right, is that every single time, if I'm not, I don't know whether it applies to Singapore, but I know in several other countries, if anybody's on death row, right, there is a way in which every time you want to challenge it, right? They have to process every single challenge. Right. So they have to keep delaying it. Right. Yeah. So as long as somebody keeps contesting it, right? They will have to, no matter what, right? They have to approach that new content, contention, right? Right. From scratch. Yeah. That to seems be like fair, a loophole right? though. Yeah. That seems like a loophole. Like you can just keep. But then they make it cost money, law, I guess. And that's how they deplete you. Right. So mm. it's like a filibuster. But it's also uh, an opportunity for them to prove their innocence, right? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Have you ever been called to like for example counsel uh, inmates? Or inmates on death row specifically? No, not inmates on death row, but inmates, yeah. Right. What what are some of the stuff you think that like they go through that we don't think about? I don't think it's very easy for them, you know, because their world is very different from our world. They only know what they know, right? They either know maybe the drug trafficking world, maybe they only know uh, aggression. So when we go in, they look at us and they go like, "Who are we? Are aliens to them?" Mm. You know, but they are basically not bad people. But sometimes the media or the whole system just brands them as bad people. And sessions with, with inmates, for example, and sessions with non-inmates, will it, does it feel different to you? Does it feel like it's harder to um, get them to open up, for example? Oh, are they resistant? Uh, actually, surprisingly, they are very happy to come for sessions. Oh, they come to you? Uh, no, 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 no. So when, when um, there would be the psychologists in the prisons or the external uh, counsellors, and they would come out from whatever they're doing for the session. So mm. within the compound. So it's a break like, from their routine. Yes, right. yes, 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 okay, yes. Okay, okay. Yeah, so they are actually quite uh, happy to come for sessions. Would you say the prison system contributes a lot to mental health like would you say the prison being in the prison system contributes to mental health deterioration if you're being incarcerated and you're being isolated it, it yes is a consequence but isolation as we all have experienced during these two years does cause a lot of deterioration where you feel anxious mm. you feel um, uh, very claustrophobic you feel um, lonely 
Do you feel that to the point it affects rehabilitation? For example, the prison system is collapsing on itself like in that sense, right? Mm. Uh, they try not to, so they recognise it. And they actually do have a lot of group activities and they have um, work for them to do. So they are not isolated. They are trying to be very encouraging. Right. Mm. Mm. On another note, right, like bringing it back to your friend's point, there are a lot of things that is, are not being considered, right? What was interesting to me when reading up this case was that there was actually a stop on all death penalties because the government was reviewing the whole mandatory death penalty thing. Is that I feel like even as the government or we as a country, right, were firm on death penalty, even then in the background, there's research being done, there's things being considered. And then in this case, they did revise laws also. Right? Yeah. So that was interesting to me. And I think it also goes to remind me that like the law is really not just so black and white law even when all these mm. like all these things come into play. Like it's not as though we just inherited it and then we're just not gonna touch it. Like it was reviewed and mm. the fact that they still came to the point where they still felt the death penalty was important to still keep. I thought that was interesting whether or not you disagree with it or not. Mm. The most recent update about this case is that um, he kind of COVID. Yep. So then because of that, then they delay the death sentence. La. Then on the internet, people making noise say like, you want him to recover and be healthy so you can kill him. Eh? Interesting what the public say. How do you feel or like assess the mental health of Singapore's internet? La? Do you feel like everyone <laughs> is That's a, great a little question. bit fucking deranged and cynical? But it's all around the world, right? You have keyboard warriors, you have people that are trollers. They feel that they can have an opinion. They type out their opinion. They just shoot and they don't think of any uh, consequences or they want to defend someone else but they are so enraged, right? So I had one of the guys coming to me and say, can you please help me because um, every time I see a comment, I, I just feel so angry and it's online. Oh my God, so they are yeah. self-aware. They are self-aware. Right, right, right. Even yeah. if the comment's not directed at said person. Mm, mm. Wow. Oh, that's so strange. That's so hard, especially yeah. if they're self-aware. Mm. What's your advice for that? Get off the internet. <laughs> but they, he cannot. So so it is not his responsibility. So we came to that point where uh, it is not your responsibility to defend every single person that is on the, the <laughs> internet. Right. Or what about something a little bit more relatable for everybody? Like if, including us, right? But anybody who has social media, right? Sometimes mm. you're going to get negative comments, people hitting on you and whatnot. Mm. Like, how can you deal with that? Mm. So when it does, and I actually experienced that, right? Because I was commenting on one of the, uh, no, on the RV case, and it was on the big story. Mm. And um, I think people were very mean. But one of the things that um, we need to remember is this person doesn't know you, doesn't know head or tail about whatever, uh, where the comments are coming from, you know, but they can have their own opinion. But we are not responsible for their opinions, so we don't need to be upset about it. It's so hard though. Like you, you just said, like mm. you know, like they, they don't know who you are. They don't know. They have no idea. So, so they like, make a comment about you. Yeah. yeah. So like I'm I mean I'm obviously new to the camera like as of this year, right? And so I think like the first time I've seen comments about that, Lies. like like just being meta, <laughs> like okay, like, fine, like, but like I mean like with other stuff, right? But I think like seeing comments that maybe disagree with you and are a little bit harsh, right? Yes, they don't know who you are. I almost feel like I want to show who I am because like, 
get to know me and then you know that, that whatever comment that you say is wrong. But they're not interested in getting to know you. Yeah. Because if they are, they would respond quite differently. Mm. But they want to make their voice heard. That mm. one second of fame on that statement, yeah. you see. Yeah. And they are entitled to it because internet is free for everyone, right? Yeah. So if we are trying to defend ourselves, if we are trying to put ourselves out there to comment back again, then... Um, yeah, I, I, it gets very messy because then what are we trying to prove? Yeah. Then I would wonder what we are trying to do for ourselves. Mm. Yeah, I was going to ask also, like, why do you feel like you need to prove yourself in mm. some way that this is the person I am, I am, come mm. and get to know me? Yeah. Mm. yeah. No, no, I was just saying because like your initial advice was that like they, they don't know you so you don't need to be upset. Correct. But I think like, I think thinking about that is mm. it's quite hard to set, like settle the mind but mm. I think when you said that it's about them trying to get that few seconds of fame, mm. then I think I like the mind is settled. You know, mm. <laughs> the mind so is settled. So then pay out lah. <laughs> <laughs> how, how much again? <laughs> so I thought it was quite interesting that you mentioned like a lot of people that we didn't see a lot of comments of people saying, "Hey, like we need to abolish the, the death penalty." Uh, in 2018, they found that 76 percent of respondents in a survey in Singapore actually uh, believe that the death penalty is more effective than life imprisonment, for example. Because the death penalty is so definite, right? And I feel like over time, laws keep changing and crime is dictated by society, the way society functions also, you know? Mm. So there will come a time where, like Kim Kardashian right now is trying to be a lawyer so that she can do what? So she can save the people right, who are in prison, right? Who cannot because of like cannabis and all this kind of thing, you know? Right. Like yeah. she's trying to get, help these people, which I think is completely fair, yeah? Like Soreo. Ah. He's taking law so they can help. Uh, he wants to specialize in defamation cases. <laughs> oh, he, he, for he said that on Instagram story. Oh, yeah. his own case or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but I think yeah. So like time changes, right? Like I think there are there are so many things that are happening. Like for example, if say now, right, we really end this guy's life like next week, and then six months down the road, right, we really find out that during two thousand and nine there was this whole thing that was going down. That was bigger than this one person's story. There was a bigger picture that was mm. happening, and he was just part of it. Yeah. Then that completely sucks, right? No, Whereas but does that take was, away his personal responsibility? It totally doesn't, which is why life imprisonment. But not death. Because it's too definite for anything really. There's definitely a lot of people think that way. Like why why would we do life imprisonment? We should abolish life imprisonment. Oh. What? <laughs> that's the opposite. Oh that's interesting. Oh. <laughs> do tell. Then it's what? true, huh? I was not expecting that. <laughs> I'm, I mean, it is just an opinion. I, I'm not for and not against. It's up for discussion, mm. right? But abolishing uh, death death sentence and you replace it with life imprisonment. But what does life imprisonment actually do? You know, how does that actually help the like rehabilitate them yeah. or punish them? Mm. It's true. It's true because I mean, the point of death penalty is removal from society. Yep. Technically, life, life imprisonment, imprisonment does the same. Also, does the same. Yeah, so it, it functions in the way as a punishment. I think there are two different aspects to this. Of course, like I don't like the idea of punishment for the sake of punishment. But then, if in this situation, we both pian, at least life imprisonment is not as definite as death. Death is definite. Life imprisonment still got chance for like what you're saying. Like, if there are other factors involved that can get a person off or proving them innocent like later on and shit like that, right? There are a lot more variables and you give the person an opportunity so far, there's not been a case in all the so many death penalties that we've done. None have been overturned. There were no new evidences to yeah. overturn any of them. Then the faith is in the justice system to do its part. Because, I mean, a lot, a lot of the narratives of anti-death sentence come from the states, right? Where they do have, like, 
police that for racial reasons or just to close a case just find some person of the same profile and mm. just kind of force them into admission mm. and then seven years later they find out that oh it's, it's the other guy which is something that it's true like, I mean it's valid like, it, could, it could happen to Singapore maybe just not yet yeah I agree but I think with that death penalty itself and a lot of other issues right even when it comes to I think racism like people tend to take the narrative of other countries maybe specifically the US mm. right and then try to apply it with the same argument in Singapore when it's a different landscape mm. so yeah so I think that's something to consider also. one thing you say also in the same video <laughs> is that even though it's a drug mule as opposed to a drug lord Mm. the drug mule still tried his luck despite the death sentence mm. because the rewards are that great. Yep. Sometimes we feel like why do we then want to like give the death sentence to someone that's just transporting, right? Mm. It's like just a high-end career, right? But at the end of the day, it's like you, if you already know and you still do it, which is interesting also that Singapore mandates that all incoming flights and all incoming transports into Singapore, you must warn all the tourists on every single flight coming into Singapore Yep. No drugs. That drugs carry a, a death, a death penalty. penalty. Yeah, right, right, right. and you still have a chance to surrender at custom. Mm. Oh, yeah, one last chance. So it's in spite of all that that people try because the reward is great enough. Or if they're that desperate, la. Yeah, or, or if they're that desperate. Like, that. like so, the question that I have is that like how much like can a person be like under duress like enough to want to risk this? If I say that I, I was forced to do this, right? Where does that leave my personal responsibility then? Like even though I was forced, I ended up choosing to do it. One, but then should they be pardoned because the circumstances were like also oh, said they threatening to kill his girlfriend and all this kind of stuff? I think if it was proven, I think they would they might do something differently. Eh? Mm. Because you really bopian, eh? if your whole family threatened and yeah. your only option right is to just cross this causeway, right? Yeah. What are you gonna do? Yeah. Cannot tell one. Well, you must find. You must be more clever. Try to find a way to prove it. La. So what if you bring the drugs so that the kingpin don't disturb you, but then you go to customs, you declare and say, I have to bring this in, I'm declaring it now, but there's somebody that has my girlfriend in like- Yeah, that's what I asked, why he never called police? Because hmm. he's Malaysian. <laughs> huh? huh? He's Malaysian. No, as in, but then if the argument of he never called police because he's Malaysian, then why should he be executed here because he's Malaysian? That's why I tell you how you know the police not involved. <laughs> <No>. Conspiracy. <laughs> So my question, right, is that so many of the more high-profile cases go for psychiatric evaluation, right, and with the rising mental health conversation, should everyone who is being convicted or sentenced to a crime, right, should they be given the opportunity to go through this same evaluation? The judge has actually been requesting for psychiatric evaluation for most of them. Mm. Oh, Okay. Yeah. So it's not really getting exploited as much as the system is embracing the system. Mm, mm. Okay. Mm, so there is a change, there is a move uh, towards embracing the mental health and to ensure that they cover all bases and not um, right. yeah, misjudge someone. So actually, right, a suggestion for governance is that you know like how we all have like our medical cards, right, of our medical history and everything. Shouldn't then from a child, we should all have mental health cards to kind of see what we all have so that we, it's not a reactive thing where someone commits a crime and then we're seeing whether they have all these, these like mental so health issues. from the RV case this year, right? Um, I think from next year, every half a year, 
MOE is rolling out for all students to have a uh, oh. checklist wow. done. Wow. So good. That was like everything okay. that we've been asking for actually. Yeah. I just got goosebumps. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Can I like okay. for example as, as a grown-ass adult right walk into like for example your <laughs> office and just ask for a whole battery of tests just to find out if there's something wrong with oh, me. That would be too expensive but my dear. If, 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 <laughs> if, if you ball in. If you ball in. Just to find out whether I have a mental deficit. No, yeah. so, so, so we don't. Do so with with the adults, that's why we advocate the checklist where every six months you go in, you sit down with someone and mm. you talk about, you know, um, How yourself. Mm. Yeah, your struggles about anything. Right. Mm. Yeah, because like what you're asking for is you go to a doctor and you ask them to check like for every check single out. thing uh, versus the they can yeah they can individually diagnose and then tell you what to Wait, check but for. But so my concern right. with this like mental health card um, suggestion right is mm. like is medicalization actually like helping or harmful? Ooh. Right. Because I'm saying that then everyone will think oh okay I depressed or oh, I got anxiety and then there's this whole slew of it of issues it is a very valid question but then you have people asking should I go and test for cancer markers maybe I don't really want to know it's the same vein of thought right 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 right. yeah so you know uh if, do I really want to go to a psychiatrist or a psychologist to check whether uh, I'm depressed or I have anxiety maybe neither mm. but do I really want to take the chance I don't know Actually, I'm going to shoot my idea down. If mm. we actually have a medical <laughs> card, right, and everyone knows all their their conditions, mm. and then there is a case where someone got scot free because they had ADHD, and I go, oh my god, I have ADHD, I can go and commit a crime. Oh, because that's how the law works. Right? That's how common law works, right? Because so you will abuse what you can, right? right? Human yeah. nature. You might open a loophole. Mm. Okay, yeah. This, this is why we're not the government. <laughs> this, yeah, if you're skilled, this is why they don't pay us the big bucks. <laughs> Hey guys, thanks so much for watching and most importantly, before I forget, thank you so much Dr. Geraldine for joining us in today's Woo, episode. Thank you. If you like what you watch, remember to drop us a sub, hit that notification and like this video as well and share us uh, your thoughts on the death penalty in this case um, in general. We'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye.